kids are being robbed, assaulted, and killed in cities across the country. From Nashville to Louisville, mass shootings and school shootings are constantly in the news, and schools are still not adequately secure. Crime is up all over the country. No wonder Black women are the fastest growing group of gun owners in the country. We want to feel secure, and if the time comes, be able to defend ourselves. But does legislation in urban areas reflect this trend? We're going to talk about it. How was your Easter holiday? Did you get your kids Easter baskets? More and more parents are dumping the bunny for the cross. We're going to talk about it. Also, Halle Berry and Coco Austin are in the news facing criticism for what some are calling inappropriate behavior for moms. We'll have a heated discussion about that too. All that and more next. Wednesday, and it's time for Pop and Politics. We are talking about the latest in hot topics, news, and entertainment. I'm KJ, and let me introduce you to my co-hosts. We have Shelly E, Yana, T, and back again tonight to co-host with us is pageant director Kendra Patterson. How's everybody doing tonight? Hey, hey. <laughs> All right. Uh, Join the conversation by leaving a comment on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. We will check the comments periodically throughout the show. And don't just comment, subscribe. Subscribe to our social media so you always know when we post new content. Also, if you like independent media, you like what you hear, you like what you see, and want to support what we do, donate. Any amount is appreciated. You can check us out on our website at www.popandpoliticslive.com. There you can find up-to-date information. Again, we are a necessary voice in news and entertainment. All right, ladies, let's set it off. So uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, yet yet again, another mass shooting occurred recently. This one, six dead, including the shooter, and eight injured after a gunman opened fire in downtown Louisville Monday morning inside a bank building. Uh, That's Louisville, Kentucky. The shooter was in treatment, working with a psychiatrist and a counselor for anxiety and depression issues, according to the family. The family said the 25-year-old struggled with depression, but they saw no signs he was planning or capable of such violence. Uh, I quote here, while Connor, like many of his contemporaries, had mental health challenges, which we as family were actively addressing, there were never any warning signs or indications he was capable of this shocking act. This is according to a statement they gave to WDRB News. So while these mass shootings are tragic, we live it every day here in Baltimore and other cities across the country. 
Um, you just here uh, on Sunday night, we had two juveniles were shot in Baltimore, a short distance away from dozens of officers to break up a fight at the Inner Harbor, which is a big tourist area in downtown Baltimore. Take a look at this clip from Police Commissioner Harrison. But this speaks to a larger issue that young people would, number one, have ease of access to these firearms and would use them indiscriminately, shooting people within 50 feet of 25 to 30 police officers who are in the block. Either they don't care about consequences or don't believe the consequences, and they have no respect for human life or the sanctity of life or authority to pull off that brazen cowardly act right there in the presence of police officers. Wow. So I want to start with you, Shelley. You know, why does why do mass shootings get all of the attention and Baltimore's daily violence gets none? Mm-hmm. Well, because mass shootings make for good TV or good media. They 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 fit all of the aesthetics, the emotions. You know, they want to sh- they might show the weapons. Um, you know, they want to have this drama played out, if you will, about the piece of shit who actually commits the murders. So Baltimore, you could change the name Baltimore. You could change it to Chicago, L.A., San Francisco, many other cities across the country and come out with the same result. We have on our streets people are slaughtered literally every day in Baltimore. January was one of our January 2023 was one of our worst, if you can have a worst, worst months of murders on our books this year. And we're only into April. Right. So our murders day by day, black people, particularly, I'm going to say this. I think black people are giving the media exactly what they expected to do. So therefore, we don't have to draw the crowds. We don't draw the media. We don't draw the backlash because we're slaughtering each other. But make for mass shooting is made for the movies. That's why it gets the attention. Yeah. And then there's the subject of gun control. Now, every time we see these mass shootings, we hear politicians, the Biden administration pushing for gun control. Take a look at this clip from Florida Sheriff. The gun. Do we know how the, the uh, suspects got a hold of the weapon? Car burglaries. Car burglaries. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Ain't that right? All the gun laws we got in place didn't prevent it, did it? Neither will any new ones. Because here's the fact, the bad guy is going to get a gun no matter what law you have put in place. These juveniles shouldn't even possess a handgun. But they did. And I'll go back to you, add your question. A simple burglary, as some people will say, but I don't consider anything simple when it comes to a burglary. The law allows me, I'll plaster their face up on this page, up on my page, up on media. I will hand it out if the law allows me because parents have the right to know who their kids are hanging out with and preventing this. Wow. Um, So I want to go to you, Kendra. I mean, do you agree there that, uh, you know, more gun laws don't prevent these incidents? Um, I think that um, there will always be um, opportunity where there is motive or someone wanting to commit a crime. There's no way to deter someone from waking up and choosing violence. But I do think that there are some things that we can do to, um, to slow things down. 
I know that the young man um, in Louisville that committed that murder, he purchased the gun that morning. So, um, you know, things like background checks, universal background checks, things like that. Um, I think those things are simply responsible. Um, and it may not deter all, but it could have deterred or, you know, possibly um, Monday from happening because he wouldn't have been able to purchase the gun and leave and go and shoot up a building. So I don't think there's a way for us to ever get away from violence because we're human. And as long as we're human, you know, people will choose to be violent. But I do think there are some things that we can do that are reasonable. Um in in trying to eat, slow down that, but I think the only way to um, to deter it is to give some give people who commit those type of crimes have nothing to live for. They don't value their life, so why would they value mine or anyone else's? So that's a a moral compass thing that we need to address. But um, I don't think there's no law for that. There's no there's no law for moral um, aptitude, and you know you can't legislate morals in that way so um let, from me, that jump in there for you. let me jump in there uh, for a minute kendra because i want to move to t you, you brought up some good points about you can't legislate moral morality uh and and basically you, but you also said that there may be something that we can do to prevent as we mentioned the gun uh shooter in louisville uh from he purchased a gun that morning what are your thoughts on that t what's your response um, well, I agree with Kendra. Um, I know people in law or people are requiring or calling for gun control and gun law, but like she said, it's always going to be somebody who's going to commit crimes. And even the sheriff, he was right. I mean, it was a car burglary and they got a, a gun from the car burglary. So it's, it's, we have to tackle things on the front end before we try to just try to solve the problems on the back end. Gun control laws, is, I mean, it is what it is. You're not going to be able to get every criminal from trying to tackle gun control laws. But my thing is, um, Shelly mentioned media earlier, and I just don't like the way that, I mean, if you compare, for comparing, for example, Trayvon Martin, I saw a meme that said, they were saying this guy had mental issues or whatever, but they said that um, Trayvon Martin had traces of marijuana in his system. So the way that the media portrays these things, it's, you're handing them the, <laughs> It in, in it with a silver platter because it's like they can say anything to try to control the narrative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I want to get you in on this. You know, that's an interesting uh, perspective, media narrative, and how they do uh, form and scope the the way we react and respond and think about these shootings. What are your thoughts on that? On the media, mm -hmm. on the media narrative when it comes to these shootings and how they handle uh, putting out information regarding these incidents. Well, the media, the liberal media, they are, they have been pushing gun control uh, for years now. So whenever they see a story that can validate some of their points, uh, they're going to feature that as, you know, a gun control problem. So, of course, they're going to highlight something where, uh, well, this guy purchased a gun easily and then was able to have this mass shooting. So they're going to highlight those. They're not going to highlight a city uh, where guns, uh, you know, it's, it's supposed to be difficult to get guns, like something like Baltimore or New York. Or, you know, they're not going to uh, feature those because, well, then gun control doesn't work over there. So they don't want to focus on that. Also, the media has had this um, 
narrative of uh, or it's it's white people who are shooting up places so they you know whenever there's a it's a white guy they're gonna they're going to highlight it if it's uh you know black people shooting each other in baltimore they're not going to highlight it because why you know what what that doesn't help their narrative their agenda in any way mm -hmm. but what does that do for a city like baltimore where when we think about it i mean when you look at uh young people I believe young the, the 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 biggest cause of death in Baltimore City last year for young people was homicide. Mm -hmm. So we're not highlighting these issues like we do mass shootings. What what does that do for victims for uh, what's going on in in cities like Baltimore City and cities across the country? I want to get your thoughts yeah. on that, Shelley. So uh, to your question, uh, first I want to address what Kendra said about the background checks or whomever said it. Um, in most mm -hmm. states, I'm not particularly sure about Louisville in, uh, in, in particular, but in most states, when you go to purchase a gun, you've already put your paperwork in and uh, done the background checks, which means that you are legally able to go and pick up that gun. So like in Maryland, you can purchase a gun, but you can't take it out the same day. You have to wait until your background check clears to go and pick it up. OK, so the background checks are in place in about 99 percent of the country. There are background checks. The problem is, is that people are hell bent. Criminals are hell bent on doing ill will of taking people out. There's that again. You said there's no legislation for that. There really isn't because it's, it can be so random. However, this particular piece of shit had some depression. He may have been in the psych uh, system or whatever. So maybe something wasn't meshing there. Now, to your question, KJ, uh, what it does for victims, it does nothing for victims. And here in Maryland, we have proof of that. They don't give a damn about the victims of crime, at least not in Baltimore, maybe in Maryland at large, because our General Assembly just just uh, finished for the, for the term and they didn't pass one bill that would focus on criminals and criminal behavior the bill they did pass the the really you know this big bill sb1 if guess who it focused on take a guess it focused on legal gun owners to limit their carrying their legal firearm in even more places now yeah, i want to talk i want to talk about that because crime is on the front of minds on most people especially people that live in cities like us in Baltimore. Here's what, take a look at what Winsome Sears said in this clip about that. The, the gun, do we know how? Bad people will always get guns. Always, that's the thing, because you know what? They're not giving up their guns. No, because they're the bad right. people. They're the bad people. Yes. I got tired of seeing black people every time we're in the media about guns, it's always bad. We are law-abiding citizens. And we're not going to give up our Second Amendment rights. And by the way, the fastest growing segment of gun owners, do you know who they are? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> it's women. Women. Women, yes. Black women. Guns are a leveler. You know, if you, if you don't have guns, then the person who is physically stronger is always going to win. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I do not like guns. Mm -hmm. I have guns. I don't like them. It's like I always compare them to antibiotics. I never want to take one. But I'm glad they exist mm -hmm. because I'm as small as some women, uh, and, and I may need to, to <laughs> level the playing field. You know, I mean. Uh, Let me finish laughing, Bill. Okay. <laughs> but here's the thing: if you're breaking into my home while I'm waiting on the police to come, right? I'm 
to shoot you. That's what I. That's that's why I have. That's a just gun. the way it is. I, me too. Because it's, I'm not. You know, yes. Uh, and that's exactly. What it I'm going to pray the, for you, but I'm going to shoot you. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to. I'll, I'll do you one better. I'm going to skip the prayer. <laughs> All right. That's so that was Lieutenant. Yeah, Lieutenant Governor of Virginia, Winsome Sears. And, 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 and this leads us right into our next topic. I mean, this they're trying to take this away from us in, in Baltimore City, in Maryland. As, as you mentioned, Shelley, lawmakers approved new gun laws during this legislation, which pretty much adds more restrictions on concealed carry permit owners and more, more restrictions on, on actually being able to get a gun. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, fee, the fees are going up. They're making it uh, more cost prohibitive to, to, to purchase a gun legally, not to mention more restrictions on legal gun owners, legal gun owners. I'm going to keep saying that because the legal gun owners are not committing the crimes. OK, in, in almost every news instance, even why here, they see that. Why, do, why they don't get that, though? Because it's an agenda. The agenda is ultimately to to really get rid of 2A. That's what they really want. That's what you all vote for. I'm not saying you personally, but that's what people vote for. They really want to get rid of guns and only have these so-called political financial elites have the taxpayer supported armed security, but yet we are ass out. Now, let me ask you, I want to jump to you, Kendra, on this, because, you know, we all lean on the right, but you sort of more uh, are, are left of center. So, you know, when you hear what's going on, you know, we are in Maryland, which is a very liberal uh, state and it's run predominantly by Democrats in the legislative state house to the city council here in Baltimore. The whole state is liberal. Uh should people, voters, be concerned that we are actually getting more restrictions on our gun rights? Do you feel like this is an actual, you know, this is a serious issue that may change how you vote? I want to get your, your opinion. Oh, no, absolutely. Well, I'm in the South and, you know, I live in a predominantly uh, Republican ran led um, state. But I will say this. um, I don't think I don't agree. I think that if you are a law-abiding citizen, you have your right to to bear arms, to con, to conceal your weapon, and any um person that is uh, trying to eliminate that, they don't need to be representing the people if the people feel like they that's what they want. I'm more of a I can I'll say I I can go either way, but when it comes to things like that, I'm a, if if you are hired to represent me, and that's ultimately what politicians are, they are elected to represent the people. Um, you have if you're not representing my best interest, um, then I personally feel like you should go home, like you should be fired, you should be you should be let go. I do um I think that um yeah I don't think that they should be. Um, representing the people, if the people want to, if the collective wants to be able to own their weapons and to be able to carry them and conceal them. And and if Baltimore is, um, with the crime being the way it is, why would you not want somebody to at least, you know, if I don't have a gun on me and I'm getting robbed, my prayer would be that somebody close, if the police ain't there, that they can at least help us with that. So the collective, the collective has voted for this current uh, uh, Maryland oh, administration. And, and, and they, the, the collective 
here in Maryland do not want people to own guns. Like that's, and so they're going against the, the constitutional rights of, of people of the United States because it is the collective and because the, the, the media has been pushing for it. Uh, there's, I mean, I'm surrounded by uh, Democrats every day. Uh, and, I think that for, for me, the way that I, I get it, I think that both sides of the political aisle does trash with getting people to understand how they can help them. Um, if you are right, the left don't want to talk to you. If you're left, the people don't want to talk to you. And what happens is nobody really truly understands how they can help each other. And I think that both parties bear some weight and responsibility in that because you have to, especially for this new, for the, the especially if you want to get the, um, the, what they are, Gen Zers or the XA, Alpha, whatever, whatever letter is after where we are. If you want to get them <laughs> invested in the process, you have to explain to them, like, this is what we stand for. This is what we want. And this is how it makes your life better. I didn't really understand until I, I'm, I'm going to be 35 on Saturday, like the differences between like, how does this affect me? Because a lot of people, until it's at your door, until it's, oh, you can't buy a gun and I pay my taxes and I don't bother nobody, till it affects you directly, people don't pay attention to it until it falls in them. So the I feel like both sides of the, the aisle have to do a better job with explaining to people, listen, this is what we want. You're saying this, but this is what it does. Do you want to be outside at 11 o'clock and nobody be able to help you? Then, girl, I'm going to need you to get some gun reform. We need I to. Mean, we need we to try, but the media is not on our side. Majority of the, I mean, that's what people watch. That's, that's what people watch most of the time. I mean, you got to talk to people. Here's but, the thing. Like, I mean, we do, we you do, but the conglomerate is, is we're not as big as the Democrat conglomerate. The, the way that you media. do it is you chip away little by little, though. Of like, course. you're not going to get the mass, like, oh, everybody voting Republican next week. Like, it's not going to work that way. You have to explain it to a couple of people who actually have the know-how to explain it to people that identify with them. You can, that's what we do. They're not that smart, to be honest. They're not mm -hmm. that smart. They can't put two and two together. They don't know the math. They don't understand that on they one end we cool. have one that. end we have on one end we have the criminals who are going and the crazy people who are shooting up schools and public places. And on one hand, we have the people who are trying to just protect themselves and their families. But they're getting those lines crossed with, oh, it's just the guns. It's the guns. We got to control the guns. But it's not. They're not putting that together. That's why I said that both, but that's why that's it falls on the people that that believe in that to explain it in a way. You got to speak people. That's like, been going. That's how long that's been going on? How long have they been? been how long have they been explaining this? It's well, not connected. You got to explain it until it gets you what you want. Like well, here's the thing: you you're going to kill us before we it. before we're able to. You're going to be explaining it to them until we're dead. They're going to put us in jail or they're going to kill us. Political party. Who's going to 
point Kendra, well. to your point Kendra to your point what I have done and been doing personally number one I will talk to people one-on-one I, I teach people so and I'd use that opportunity but I also have I also participate in the process I even testified against this particular bill here that was just passed I testified in February and, and uh, I was I did it virtually but it was in Annapolis doing one of the hearings right so I've done that but I have three at least three things where I start with people who who get my vote i've been doing this for years three things are you going to protect 1a 2a and are you going to reduce government size if they can't answer positively to any of those i don't care what they look like they're not getting my vote i have literally gone into the voting booth and typed in my own damn name well look at this i mean you're talking about the voting in the legislature look at what they passed and 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 we ask ourselves everyone needs to ask themselves does this reflect what you feel is important. Now, you again, the legislature just closed. And another thing, they passed with this gender-affirming treatment. So now the state will expand procedures related to gender-affirming gender care. So basically, they're covering through Medicaid coverage, which we pay in our taxes, uh, sex changes. They're covering sex changes for- They're for, covering abortion, sex right. changes. Right. Um, but what the sex changes is something new. I mean, we they always yeah. covered abortion. Now they're adding these sex changes with Medicaid covered under Medicaid. So I mean, this is does this is this something that you guys feel reflect you know, a, a major issue that you feel like had to be passed in this in this session? Of course not. Of course not. Of course, we know the majority wins. And in Maryland, unfortunately, we now have a super Democrat majority. You know, for whatever reasons, maybe Republicans, to your point, Kendra, maybe Republicans, we didn't sell ourselves or sell our platform well enough. Fine. It was a fair and square. But what, what we don't do, by and large, not just Republicans, what I think what KJ said, we do not think about the policies and the implications and the consequences of those. We don't. Everything is said sounds good and feels good and makes us look like we're the compassion. Damn compassion. Damn compassion. I'm tired of my taxes being raised. I'm tired of paying for every program that doesn't work. I'm tired of having our rights. We have to constantly, constantly justify our constitutional rights. The same constitution that all of these people raise their hand on. So they know it's there. I'm sick of this. So this is ridiculous. Damn it. Enough is enough. Well, and the reason I'm not, why I'm these like, things I'm, like passed, I'm not giving up my rights. The reason why these things passed in Maryland, my opinion, so this gender affirming treatment, for example, is not just Democrats; it's the Republicans as well, uh, because uh, the Republicans have lost their uh, their focus and uh, their. They're trying to be as, as you know, work together with people, and as the society is falling. Mm -hmm. I don't believe any well, Republicans I think that, voted for that. I think that you should. I think that should be an element. Oh, Republicans have together. voted. For I that. think that that that's the yeah, but with things that make sense, not this stuff. Right. Nobody. No, 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 yeah, right. Now I do think it should make sense, and I don't feel like that when you. I feel like checks and balances are are needed. Like if you you mean to tell me y'all done been up there, but hello, and this all y'all got? Go back. Go do some work because you're supposed to work for the people. Like this is like that is where I sit with both parties. It's we like, had a lady on the show. The uh, level, it's like, come on, what y'all doing? Y'all ain't did nothing. We had a lady, Monica Smearman, on the show, who was pushing for abortion. I mean, she's a Republican, a Republican candidate, and she's promoting abortion. Well, and I mean, I'm sure she voted for gender affirming treatment. 
So, I mean, and she's not the only one and she has supporters. So, and that is Republicans. That is the type of Republicans we have. Then we have- That's what she says. But, she some, says but there are some, but there are some Republicans that believe that abortion should be the right of the person. It's a moral, it's moral. That is why we have a problem because you, everybody's falling into the same pit. No, I don't think that's necessarily a pit. I think that you, like I said before, like when it comes to morality, when it comes to guns, like I believe abortion is a moral issue. You cannot legislate morals. And at the end of the day, when you look at programs and things that don't work already, adding additional children to those programs that you guys are subsidizing doesn't make sense either. So, oh, so, you, I, think, so you think they're better off dead? I'm not saying that. I'm saying as far as Kendra and her uterus, I'm going to say this. As far as Kendra and her uterus, Kendra is very much pro-life. But Kendra can also afford a child. If, if, if you can't afford to take care of a child, if you're not mentally in a space where you can give a child a hip, happy, healthy, emotionally stable home, I'm not saying that the child is better off dead. I'm just saying that maybe you that? don't need to be the parent. What, what are you saying? Because if, if somebody's already pregnant, and you're saying that if they're not in an emotional state or but how do you want the child, that means kill don't it. have sex. That means kill I mean, clean, clean. What mean is like clean, clean. But here's the thing. You can't have it on both sides of the coin. You can't say we don't want government intervention. We don't want these programs to take care of the children. We don't want them on Medicaid. If we look at the um the um foster care system that needs to be overhauled dismantled or whatever and so like what we have I, there there's no real win here if the child is going to come into this world and they're not going to be given a space where they deserve i feel like the child deserves to any child coming into this world deserves to be loved and if the parent that is carrying the child does not have that ability and there's no set then these programs are taking the ability children, away we have we no. The thing is that it's a it's an issue that is not that simple. So we have talked about it on the show. Of course, these children are innocent. Absolutely, I agree with you. They they don't deserve this type of life. You know, being born into poverty. However, these programs they create a cycle of poverty. So mm -hmm. if a woman knows that no matter what, the government is going to support her. I mean, maybe not to, you know, she's not going to be rich, but she's not going to starve. So if she knows that, and if also another uh, ca caveat of that is that a man should not be present in the home in order to receive those benefits. There's not going to be fathers in the home and there's going to be like five children without fathers. And that is a, is a cyclical issue that is keeps happening. If you remove or at least cut down down some of these programs, hopefully some of these women are going to think a little harder before getting pregnant. Okay, but see, well, on the other know. side of it is, okay, to your point, I get that. On the other side of it is, little Molly had the baby, the ba she's not mentally in a space, the baby end up in the trash can, and then she ends up in jail, and we're still funding her because now she's going to be in jail for life, and now we got to pay to make sure she got three hots in a cot. Well, we do we we do have to move on. But I mean, I, I, there was before we move, there was one that I liked for the Maryland um, legislature, the cannabis one. So we can they can sell recreational marijuana in the um, medical. Oh, we just they just need a license for it, but they can sell nine percent tax. But they did one thing right at least. Let me come to Maryland and be. Is it you say recreational? Recreational. I'll be there this weekend. 
July 1st. July 1st. 4th of July. I'm coming to visit. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, again, uh, we will continue to um, talk about these new policies or even ones that have been in, in uh, that have gone on, but we're updating. Uh, we're going to continue to follow the legislature and, and comment on these policies because they're important and people need to know, understand what's going on. So again, uh, please continue to uh, to to comment, share, and like this uh, this broadcast. Uh, we definitely appreciate it, and it sends us out. Uh, if you really support independent media and and want and, and like what we talk about, share, 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 and subscribe. Subscribe to our YouTube page. We have a new YouTube page, and so we want to really uh, grow our viewership, grow our community. All right, so we are talking about Easter. Uh, so Easter just passed last Sunday. Uh, more and more parents are dumping the bunny for the cross and deciding to forego Easter baskets for their children. We have uh, our next guest here uh, with us joining us for this segment are Miles and Katie Freeze. Uh, so they specialize in spiritual life coaching, uh, couples coaching and Katie ministers to want women one-on-one -on -one also. You can find more information in her community ministry on Facebook called Women in Pursuit, where they have uh, over 1,000 members. Uh, also, Katie is a personal friend. How are you all doing? Oh, I think she's muted. Wait, there I am. Hey. How are you tonight? Good. Well, congratulations on your new on your uh, uh new wedding, right? <laughs> Newlywed. Thank you. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, we're excited to have you on tonight. So I want to get right into it and talk about a post that you um you caught you put out on your uh, Facebook where you said you decided to skip Easter baskets for your children. So can you talk about why you decided to do that? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, first and foremost, I'm a homemaker, and I also work part-time from home. That's that's not how it always was, but as I I personally got in a deeper relationship with God, something that I prayed for a lot was like, you know, God, I know it's in your will for me to be with my children as much as possible, so please allow me to make income in a way that I can be home with them and be present. Um, and my husband is, is a provider, um, protector. So, you know, we, we generally aim to, to, you know, make our kids of high importance um, consistently. Um, however, in terms of like holidays, um, two, I think in particular would be, you know, Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. Um, we just don't necessarily go heavy into it. Um, you know. Yeah. Um... It's just not, you know, I don't think that it's, there's any problem in, um, you know, letting, you know, our kids um, enjoy, you know, the, uh, the festivities of it all, you know. Um, but I think it definitely comes with boundaries, you know, and, and guidelines to it. Um, you know, I think as our kids are, you know, as young and innocent as they are, um, we cannot, you know, explain things to them on a and on an adult level to where you know they can fully understand it you know um 
So what they really see um, and what they translate around them is, you know, well, they see all their friends and, you know, people at school and, you know, just the environment around them, you know, they see the holiday and they see the joy and the fun and, and all of that. And, you know, I think as parents, we can kind of like put a damper, you know, on that for them because they're not going to understand the the in-depth portion of it, you know what I'm saying? Of Oh, we don't do this. We don't do that. You know, um, we are very honest with them. You know what I'm saying? So like I'd say Christmas, for instance, you know, um, we don't tell them, you know, Santa got you presents or anything like that. But we are definitely, you know, open when it comes to, hey, you know, this day is coming up and let's go get a gift for mommy or let's go get, you know, when we can, we'll go and, you know, do those things and exchange gifts and stuff like that. Um, but as for the Easter, um, I just don't think there's any harm in, you know, allowing our kids to, you know, partake if, you know, with setting boundaries and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and I mean, the, the big reason here is because we want our kids to know the meaning like Easter Sunday is Easter Sunday for many. Um, we call it resurrection day. It's, it's the one day out of the year that we get to celebrate as Christians outwardly. Like, you know, this is when Jesus was resurrected and, and the, the week following up to that um, is really exciting. And, you know, right now, for example, financially, we're, we're going through a season and I'm going through Walmart and I'm seeing these Easter baskets that are 25 bucks a pop. And it's just, you know, to me, it's just another thing that the world has set a standard for parents in a materialistic way to where kids get up the in the morning of Easter and they have an expectation. I know I did. I When I was growing up, I went to church on Easter, but I had an expectation in my head of where's my Easter basket. That was the main importance. Um, our so, kids still so do. Being, being, being a, a Christian and you're saying distinguishing the difference between the actual holiday and the commercialized holiday, but you say you still give gifts. So how, how do you distinguish the difference if you're still kind of participating in the gift giving for Christmas, for example? How are you distinguishing the difference if you're saying, hey, we're not going to participate it, but here's a gift because that's kind of the same thing. Just well, leaving we, do the, we do the three gift rule. We centered around the three kings and how three kings gave jesus three gifts so we do the three gift rule but we also every year we give back to one or two families um that may celebrate santa you know it's not at the end of the day it's not for us to tell people how to you know live their life or you know do things but so, our lady, kids, when you came on, i'm sorry when, um when you came on i'm not sure your husband's name i'm sorry um when you Mark. all came on, I thought I, I thought I was ready to disagree with you. So um, I don't. But your argument is I've, I've been doing the same thing with my child. I limit I have been limiting what she receives as gifts, at least from me. I mean, I can't stop other people from spending their money however they choose. But one of the things that I would I would for me is clarity is, is important is that even as children, three, five years old, no child, I think it is, it's very unrealistic for parents to expect children that young to connect the dots that young. They don't connect the dots about anything else that young and we don't expect them to. But what they do is over time, they are making the connections and seeing the good when they have memories back that they can look back on and associate good things with these particular holidays. I don't know why Christians make such a big deal with children around the idea of Christmas and Easter. I don't know why we do that. Jump in if I could. You can do what you I, want. True. 
Right. And I agree. People can do what they want. I actually, I have never gotten an Easter basket for, for my son. So I'm one of those parents that never celebrated Easter. I never wanted to, to set the precedent of buying baskets for him because again, um, you know, it's resurrection Sunday. I wanted to kind of focus on the idea of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Not only that, but you know, as Christians, um, it's a very pagan holiday. Uh, yes. You know, the yes. idea of Easter—it's really a celebration of ritualistic sex, um, Ishtar, fertility. You know, throughout yes. the land, right? Ishtar mm-hmm. is Easter. So, yes. as a Christian, a lot of times I believe. We do things out of the idea because everyone else is doing it. It is a worldly thing that people participate in. And, oh, I want to make my kids happy, da 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 But specifically, Easter is a very pagan holiday. And, um, and it just sets the kind of, it's, to me, it sets us on a path where we are, how can we say we're not of the world and we're not going to participate in these things? I think we can say that because the other 364 days of the year, when people are actually living them out, what do we do with our kids then? See, this is what I say, but how I'm going to say Christians, whoever you want to Christian conservatives, how we lie to ourselves and maybe our kids because the other 364 days of the year, we, we live a different way. And on these particular holidays, then we want to quote unquote, look the part. Right. So and if that's young, the case, young kids with young kids. I mean, again, I, I put boundaries, too. I'm with you there. I'm not saying I mean, I don't disagree with you there. I put boundaries, but I'm not going to expect young kids at three and five to automatically know and connect the dots between what the doctrine of salvation is or the doctrine of the resurrection. And no, it's just unrealistic. You think that's unrealistic? You think that's unrealistic yeah, because our, our kids years, no, well listen we to expect now, them okay, to we have a three year old. We have a three year old. No, we have a three year old. Our children are very Shelly. Shelly. our children are very knowledgeable. I'm trying to get what she's saying, Shelly. Okay, go ahead. Our our children, we have two six year olds and a three year old. And we, I, I am a huge believer in protecting your children's innocence. Mm-hmm. Um, huge believer. And, and they can participate in Easter egg hunts at church when we go to church if they have them. Um, but when it comes to the actual teaching your children, and again, I'm a homemaker, so I'm with like my three-year-old, for example, all day, every day. They have a very good knowledge of who Jesus is in their life. Now, they don't have to spit biblical doctrine, absolutely not, um, but we just don't want them to have that expectation materialistically of where's my basket? Why is her basket bigger than mine? Rather than waking up and... That's There are other ways, because if we're if we're talking about paganism as KJ brought up, then there's a lot of things that are pagan that we're you're still celebrating. I'm sure, like Halloween for one, that's a pagan holiday. Even you blowing out the blow, blowing out the candles for your birthday, that's a pagan activity. Like exactly. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna actually stop, you know, you need to learn and know what you're doing with all of these things. We well, and, I mean, and we I agree think everybody that. has everybody can choose. And again, I'm not. No, saying there's no choice. Do. If you're not, if you're saying that you don't, if you're not, you're saying that you want to celebrate. Stuff, no, there's no I choice. Was, what I said was, and again, maybe you can educate me on where the, um, you know, where candles on the cake come from. But the idea of oh, it's not in the Bible. It was, that's what he's saying. So no, we, we, we can't choose. The idea, no. 
But what I'm saying is, you know, the again, I did not know what birthday candles or cake has some type of pagan significance. But I do know that Easter, which stands for Ishtar, is the celebration of a God that is not of the Bible. And and so I know that Halloween is a holiday where witchcraft and evil people celebrate. They, that day is dedicated to them. And oh, so I don't celebrate that. Um, so again, yeah, it's not about all pagan holidays. But yes, it should be. Why you think that's true? You do better. No, well, God, you do better. Can I, can I jump in here as the resident auntie? Yes, you. Um, I just want because y'all, whoo, everybody breathe. Time out. As a resident auntie of the group, and and as the person who, um, I don't think. I've never given my nieces and nephews Easter baskets. Now, what I do give them is Jolly Rancher jelly beans. And you can only get these during the Easter time. Um, and I do enjoy my Jolly Rancher jelly beans. But I will say this as far as my family. I think that it's about creating um, memories for children. Like, whether 3, 5, 11, 32, at 35. Like, what I enjoy the most is when me, when my family and all 37,000 of us get together and we create those memories. I haven't bought my siblings a birthday gift, I mean a Christmas gift, in about three years. But what I do do is create a saran wrap ball and let them shoot dice and unwrap it. And what falls out is yours. So it's about the memories of it. And I think that as parents, even though I'm not nobody's mama right now except for Ruby writing a dog, um, I will say that um, I think that it's about creating those memories. And you, ha- as the parent, you have control over who, uh, what your child, how you raise your child. That is your choice to be able to say, we ain't celebrating Easter and y'all ain't getting no baskets or we not celebrating Christmas because it's Jesus' birthday and we gonna give him some cupcakes or whatever. That is what, that is people's <laughs> right. But one thing I would say that if you don't celebrate, don't have your kids out here telling kids that Santa Claus ain't real. Like, yeah, you know, I you agree want with that. Yeah. Why not? So, so, I, I, I agree with Kendra. Mama got to try to explain to them why Santa Claus is real. Like, don't ruin yeah. it for other people. Well, and, and like I, that part. Like, but if you don't want your child to believe in Santa Claus, better I bought these gifts. I, I did Santa Claus one year with my nephew, and I was so mad that Santa Claus gave him the expensive tablet, and I gave him the nineteen dollar headphones. That hurt my feelings. After that, ain't no Santa Claus be. I bought that. That was me. So, Kendra, well, I, I, I have to agree. Yeah, something that you brought up is as creating memories. I have to say that really speaks to me because. Um, so growing up in in Russia, um, we did you know obviously at the time religion was not promoted, and and you know we we had persecution basically of of religion religious spirit, but one thing about Easter is something Easter was which was not called Easter over there it's called Pascha, and uh, it's uh, it's one holiday that actually was my favorite because uh, things were happening that were not happening uh, throughout the year uh, during that day. Uh, first of all, um, we, we do color eggs. Uh, in the traditional way, we use natural ingredients and uh, create uh, you know, beautiful designs uh, on, the, on the Easter eggs. 
and then those eggs are then given to your neighbors so all of a sudden like you would be as a kid walking on the street and some some neighbor will you know give you here's some eggs for you and it was just so you know at the time in the 90s where you know it was so tough like people were not really uh sharing much but that day people were sharing the eggs they were with big bread easter bread this t a sweet bread with raisins and like all of a sudden you get this amazing bread from your neighbor and uh another thing what was happening that day is that instead of saying hello like we normally you know you'd say hello to your neighbor people would say jesus resurrected and the response uh, to that, so you would say Jesus resurrected, uh, even when somebody calls you on the phone, and the response is he truly did. Yeah, I mean, people and, know that. And I that did. was, you could never forget that day because that day in the time of, of Marxism, of you know horrible times in the country, that day was really special that really, and these traditions have lived on through so long. Yeah, I've I noticed that. that you have to, you know, just because everybody else is celebrating Easter with baskets and Christmas with presents, that's the only memory or tradition you can have for your kids. That's nonsense. You can create memories and traditions and your children can have a very wonderful life and you mm -hmm. do not have to center it around a commercialized idea of Easter with baskets. Okay, yeah. so that's, that's I don't know what is the Easter basket. What's that? Well, exactly. Like I, I never <laughs> even had. I've never seen one. Like on, I'm honest. I, like and I don't know. Sorry. No. I was just saying, like, you know, you don't. I mean, you have all of these great memories, yet you didn't get an Easter basket. Is it something that you're resentful you about? I mean, that, you know. That. No, it, it's not about it's like you cultural. said. It doesn't, you don't have to. It doesn't have to be about the basket, like KJ said. I'm. A, I was. I said initially about making memories and establishing memories. I. I have a problem for me when people are so rigid, particularly when it comes to children, and expect them to have the adult mindset about uh, holidays. And then again, we have the 300 other 64 days of the year that we. You know. What do you do mean? What do you mean? Rigid. Be rigid to have the children. I Can they get the Easter basket when it's fifty percent off on the Monday after Easter? Are those Easter go back to that. What are you talking well, about? Uh, we give for the children. How we give, give our kids? Yeah. What'd you say? I'm sorry. We we give our kids special things throughout the year, you know, and celebrate different things. It's just when it comes to these holidays, they mean something. Now, Christ wasn't really born around December 25th. That wasn't really his birthday. But how right. exciting is it that God turns all like Ishtar, which is a pagan thing, but God right. turned it for his good. And so I'm not a rigid religious person that's like, oh, on Easter, I'm not going to church and my kids aren't going to have, you know, fun with the other kids. No, I don't want my kids to grow up and be like, well, yeah, why are all, uh, why is everybody else doing this? But we don't get no presents on Christmas. No, 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 no. We, we meet just like God does. God's not black and white. He meets people right where they're at. And I think, you know, celebrations like Easter Sunday, it's resurrection Sunday to us, but how exciting is it that, you know, we can, raise our children upright, which is our responsibility to know the meaning, to have fun, keep their innocence intact so that, you know, contrary to the world who a lot of kids, they don't know anything about Jesus on this day. They get excited for a make-believe Easter bunny, which is idolism. You're, uh, it's idol, idol, uh, idolatry. 
it, it is. You're, you're, you're putting it, a Santa Claus or, or an Easter bunny above God. And it's not that I'm not, you know, our son or but my bonus son, his mom does do Santa Claus and we would never ruin that for him. Um, because that's something out of respect for his mom and the way that she does things. But, you know, just with, with the kids that we have here, um, we just haven't ever gone into Santa or celebrate. We're not telling our kids though, Hey, just so you know, Santa doesn't exist, but we just don't bring them up. You know, the gifts come from us and you know, that's just how we choose to do things and create memories, you know, with family and our kids are very humble and they're very grateful and they have lots of memories on, on these. Like we went to church on Easter and they took a picture with this unicorn, you know, person dressed up as a unicorn and somebody dressed up as a pig. It was weird. But if a bunny had been there, you know, it's fine. We're not, you know, we're not knocking that. It's just, we're not in our home spending the money and, you know, we'll get them chocolate. Like our kids had chocolate. They were good, but you know, it's just the the centering it around parents getting so stressed out around these holidays to yeah. I, I, idolize. You know, things that, that I, noticed, I have noticed that a lot of Christians are getting away from Easter. I guess because of the origin of the word, um, and saying Happy Resurrection Day. But I mean, that's just words when you're still <laughs> doing the same things. So I mean. I have a question for the for the group. So I know that if you're not celebrating resurrection uh, or if you're not celebrating Easter per se and you go and you go and you go to church on Easter Sunday and the Easter bunny is the, the Deacon John is in the Easter bunny outfit for the children. Do you feel like that crosses a line when it's supposed to be about resurrection Sunday has the church in general kind of because they're kind of fed into the commercialism um and and labeled it as for the children because if you if you're going to be my thing is if you're going to be set apart and as the world the word calls us to be then if we celebrating jesus why y'all got deacon johnson in the easter bunny out uh, yeah i think it shouldn't be i i don't think it should be mixed like so i was telling you about our tradition in in russia is that those things are not mixed people well, no, let me take that back. People do bring eggs to the church to have them blessed. So yeah, we, they do do that. But I do think that uh, how I would like to see it, if people want to do the, the, the eggs in the Easter basket, it's one thing. But yeah, the pastor or whoever uh, dressing up as a Easter bunny, that's ridiculous. I just feel like if you're going to be set apart, then be set apart. There's no, there are no blurred lines. I mean, it shouldn't be. Right. That, that's my thing. But what y'all blessing the eggs for? I just, I'm just wondering. We bless oil in the south. I don't. Well, it's it's the holy water. So because it's the same thing when with in Catholicism and in Russian Orthodox religion, holy water uh, when it's uh, been blessed by the priest, it, it has oil. it has powers. It's so, oil. Right, we got we got we got holy water and blessed oil. I ain't never seen.
I guess you also, I mean, obviously you agree to not celebrating all these holidays, but um, when it comes to um, other holidays and birthdays, like is it just Christmas and, and Easter or is it all holidays that you feel like you shouldn't celebrate? Um, I think that it's, it's, and when I, when I think about celebrating holidays and I think about um, paganism and when I think about, you know, Christ as well, um, I think that we can sometimes, we can sometimes misconstrue um, even paganism, you know, pagan worship. Um, when you think of pagan worship, you think of sacrifice, you think of golden calves, you think of like when, when even when we worship Christ, right? When we worship Christ, there is a there is a specificity in worshiping Christ. Even when even talking about, you know, God, you know, you have to give a certain part to yourself to Christ, which is what your life, your, your, you, you get saved and you give your life to Christ. And now when you're engaged in worship, there's a much deeper meaning when you're giving yourself. And it's the same thing when it comes to paganism. You know, I'm not, I don't believe that, you know, if we, if there's an Easter bunny that's introduced, you know, into the church that now we're quote unquote, you know, worshiping paganism, you know what I'm saying? Like there's no, there's, there's, there's a depth to paganism. There's a depth to pagan worship. And, you know, we can sometimes, you know, kind of, over Christianize what that means. You know what I'm saying? You know, if there's a Easter bunny that comes into the church now, are you considered a pagan because you take a picture with the Easter bunny? No, because if you ask an actual, if you know an actual pagan, if you know actual witches and stuff like that, you know, there's a depth that they take it to. There's a seriousness to it, you know, that is deeper than our surface level of, oh, okay, you know, here's an Easter bunny. Now, Halloween, for instance, we don't let our kids dress up in anything that symbolizes death. You know what I'm saying? We don't let them, you know, participate in happy Halloween. But at the same time, as Christians, we don't close the door to people that knock on our door. Why? Because that's not that's not Christ. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if someone comes knocking, you know, on the door seeking God, is he going to keep the door closed? No. But when I open the door, I don't say happy Halloween. You know what I'm saying? But I also don't want to create, you know, this this harsh reality to, oh, I'm knocking on their door. I see through the window that they're sitting there watching TV and they're Christians. Now, what is what is the, the this person that doesn't have an understanding of who Christ is or who God is? What are they seeing? They're seeing, oh, they're too good to even open up the door and say and say hi to me. They're too good to even, you know, share an opportunity and say, oh, hey, how are you? Here's a piece of candy. God bless you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you're, there's opportunities to, you know, present yourself in what we what we consider quote unquote pagan worship. You know what I'm saying? Um, but like so I just, said, there's a depth to it. Just on Halloween, I don't, I don't think on Halloween they're coming to your door looking for God. <laughs> They're not coming to your door looking for God, but at the same time, when there's when you have when someone knows you in your community as a Christian and they know, OK, how, how can you expect them to have a softened heart towards Christ? Now, when when they're coming on your door, knocking on your door, oh, those are those Christians in there. Now, how can you expect them to ever want to get any closer to God? It's when you're the example of 
Christ. You're yeah. the example. Can, can I you know give what another cultural um, reference to? Yeah, then we have related. to end it on there. Uh, yeah. no? Oh, okay. Well, no, that's interesting about Halloween and Christianity. That makes me think of my childhood as well. We didn't celebrate Halloween on the same day as here, but there is a similar the similar holiday. And the idea is that children dress up as uh, little devils. And so they do go to the Christians because everyone technically is Christian. And so the Christians have to give them the candy so the devils do not bother them. So that is that is the, the little tradition <laughs> that I think uh, where Halloween and all those things are from. I, I personally just Thank think you. that these, these, these holidays or say Easter, bring back Easter again, or even Halloween, there is paganism that is mixed in. But just like I said earlier, God is is not in the either black or white. He meets people where they are. And these are opportunities where I have friends that even a, a, a homegirl from high school, for example, that, you know, and God is working on everybody, right? But I can come to her and be like, hey, girl, why don't you and your little toddler come over to church this Sunday. Now she may never go to church any other day of the year, but because there's an Easter bunny, because there's an Easter egg hunt, it gives an opportunity for Christians like us. And they may not be seeking God, you're right, but we can meet them where they're at and say, come to us. That's what Jesus did. Now Jesus didn't sin, but he met people where they were at and gave opportunities like Halloween. When people come knocking at the door for candy, we've got other little things mixed in there. There's been so many different times where I've been able to bring a random stranger to church within the next month. I have an evangelistic spirit. Yes, but they weren't looking for God, but because I met them where they were at and wasn't like, oh, I'm not going to Easter Sunday. No, I'll invite people on that day. We'll do an Easter egg hunt together and I'll have an opportunity. One, I've built trust with them. I'm a little bit more likable. They don't have the depth of knowledge in Christ that I do yet. It's a long journey. Look, I got a full back tattoo of Aphrodite. Aphrodite on my back. Full back oh, tattoo. You should be hung on, you should be hung at the daggone pole and whipped, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, but it's a testimony. It's right. a testimony exactly. and I get to exactly. I get to talk about it. Exactly. You know, I, I yeah. And yeah. so people say, Wow, I love your back tattoo. What is that? And I get to say, Well, this is the Greek goddess of love. And when I was eighteen, I was in a completely different place now. And it starts a conversation. And that's the point of these things is, you know, we're Christians. And we I get a lot of backlash in the women community for me meeting people in the middle because even my best friend, she doesn't celebrate any of this stuff. And she is very hard on it. And I don't agree with that. I think that these are opportunities where we're not celebrating Ishtar. We're not worshiping Ishtar. God turned this for his good. He turned okay. it for his good. And now we get to, you know, how, you know, the percentage of people that come on Easter, on Christmas to church, it hikes all the way up. And it's, wow, so exciting for someone like me or, or us as a family, because we're like, yeah, we get to, we get to maybe have an opportunity to get some of these families to come more mm -hmm. and, and dig deeper and then find God for themselves. Because, you know, it's one thing to believe in God, but so does the devil. The devil believes in God, too. The devil believes in scripture, too. You know, so come on, come where you're at. And maybe six months from now, we'll be having a deeper conversation together. Yeah, maybe yeah. they'll be yeah. at our house eating dinner. We and love it's the, it's the hardening dinner. of Christ that is continuing to keep people from seeking him or coming closer to him. The more we the more we harden the heart of God, 
the more people are not going to want to come closer. So I'm not saying I'm not saying condone. I'm not saying, oh, yeah, Easter is the best. I'm not saying that that's how you come off. But what I'm saying is don't harden your heart so much that you miss an opportunity to show someone who God is. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm not um, um, the freezes. I'm sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Freeze. Um, at a former church, we um, it used to be a saying: "It's not our responsibility. All we need to do is invite someone to come." Right? Once they come, it's not our responsibility to change them. That's what the work of uh, the Holy Spirit does. So leave it alone. Leave them alone. Let them develop and come into their own relationship in their own walk, just like you had to. Right? So again, we might disagree on some some small areas, which is not a big problem. Eighty twenty rule, mm-hmm. right? But um, if I had to, if you were the only two people and I needed to leave my child with you, I would do that. <laughs> Let me just say right, that. So on that point, we do okay. have to move on. But thank you so much for joining us, the, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Freeze. We got to have you back. Now. Thank you so much. Yes, I love you too. We have to have you back on for a longer conversation because Katie has a testimony. She has a story. Uh, I so just want to say it's admirable to have a young couple believing and carrying on whatever religious belief they have. That's always a good thing to see. And you have young children. That's that's how it's supposed to be. We teach our children so that they can carry the torch and not be uh, succumb to this society and the things that is going on outside. Oh, I want to so. add one more thing. I want to add one more thing to what, um, sorry, I, I, I can't see your name on there, but you you had just made a comment about, you know, it's our responsibility to to bring them. But, you know, we have to love our neighbors. And it was I went to church at, and but it wasn't until community in the church made it their responsibility, not that they were God. OK, not that they were taking. But God is community. He's the father, the son and the Holy Spirit. He is community. So how because he's community. I just want to add this lovingly. Like it, I know it's not my responsibility for somebody to grow deeper in their relationship with God, but it is my responsibility to walk alongside someone, to come up to them in the church. And absolutely, I mean, to, to say, hey, like, why don't you, I want you to come over to dinner. It, it is our responsibility to bring them in deeper in community because God is community. Now, God will do the rest in right. convicting them because the convicting is not for me to do, right? It's right. not for me to say, hey, you're li-. Jesus didn't do that. He didn't say, hey, you need to change your ways. No, he just loved them and he walked the walk and he changed their hearts over time so you know in that just yeah for us all is you know definitely if you go to church you know befriend somebody new and, and invite them in deeper to your life and your light um and, and just help that's how we can help jesus nothing in, worse in than going to a church and you see mean nasty unhappy looking people i'll tell you yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and bless you ladies you, <laughs> you're, you're, you're so Thank wonderful you. thanks for the time all right. Thank you again. Thanks for coming. All right. So again, that was uh, Katie and Miles Freeze. Uh, check out her Facebook page, Women in Pursuit. Uh, over a thousand com- people, members of that uh, of that page, and it's a great, great inspirational page for community for women. Um, to just chat and talk about faith based issues and it's all all, the, all kinds of stuff. So definitely check her out there. Thank you, Jordan. All right. Uh, so thank you. Yes. Thank you for everybody for watching. We're going to continue on. We have one more topic to get to before we close out tonight. Uh, talking about modern mothers. So uh, so actually Halle Berry and Coco Austin, who's married to Ice-T, came under fire this week for some criticism about two videos 
of photos that they posted. That's Halle Berry. Uh, so she is naked there. And um, a lot of people uh, were commenting, saying that she was, it was kind of inappropriate saying for her age uh, and uh, that comment there, um, imagine being in your 50s, still posting nudes for attention in menopause when you should be chilling with the grandkids. So kind of like an ageist remark there. And then we have a video. Um, this is Coco Austin, and she put up this TikTok with her daughter. Take a look. So that's that video she did with her daughter tick uh, for TikTok. I think her daughter is 10, maybe 10. Um, so a lot of people said that was inappropriate. So I want to kind of just talk about that before we close out today. Um, want to get you guys' thoughts. Are they at an age and stage where this stuff is is, is inappropriate? Um, I'll, I'll get your thoughts, Shelly, to start off. Um, the Halle Berry thing is one thing. I mean, look, I, I really don't. I'm, I'm going to say I don't care. I don't, ultimately. But I think it is inappropriate for her to do that. I mean, I guess she had a paid a photographer to do that. Otherwise, who would have seen her out on her balcony naked just happened to be there when she's out there, you know, for all of the glory? The other lady, Coco, what's inappropriate about that? It was just fun. It was just cute. It was her daughter. They were dressed. They weren't, you know, ass out like Halle Berry. I don't know. But it was just fun and cute. What's wrong with that? Um, want to get your thoughts, Yana? What, what did you think on that? Those two, uh, two, uh, one photo, one video that we posted. Were they appropriate for the age and for them being mothers? Uh, both are inappropriate. So the first one, yeah, she staged it. So like, what's the point? Like, is she just trying to get attention? So the best way to get attention right now is show your ass right like chris rock said so she's showing she's being okay i want to get attention let me be naked um so just stupid and then uh the other one yeah it's an appropriate type of dance i mean it was suggestive she was showing her ass as well she was like kind of uh, you know it was not an appropriate dance to do with with your child and uh yeah it's just disgusting i want to get your thoughts on this kendra um you know saying both both uh, video, video and photo, Halle Berry and Coco Austin were inappropriate for them as mothers and for um, women of their age. What your, what are your thoughts? Um, as someone who had weight loss surgery 364 days ago, if I had Halle Berry's body, I would be naked too. I'm going to just go ahead and let y'all know. If my body looked like that at 45, 55, 65, 75, I'm going to be naked. I'm just going, I don't care who mama I am. That Did y'all see her? The sis body is bodying. So I'm finna be naked. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, judge your mammy, okay? Because I'm finna be naked if my body look like that. Now, this body? No. But that's just because it don't look like that on photos. But that's all I'm saying. Now, as far as the video she looked like she was going to tip over because the titties is too big. But that was on my own. I was distracted by her titties. I'm going to just say that part. Um, The only part that I had a problem with, she slapped on her ass. But um, my family, it really just depends on family dynamic and things like that because 
you never know what could happen, you know, how their family is. I don't know if it's for public consumption, but she can't dance. That was my issue. She was going to tip off because her titties was too heavy. That was the only thing I saw wrong with it. All right. All right, T, talking about Halle Berry on the nude on her balcony and Coco Austin dancing with her daughter on TikTok. Are they appropriate images? I just wanted to see what you ladies were going to say about this, but um, I mean, of course it's appropriate. It's Halle Berry. I mean, what, I mean, I know most of you are, are married, but I, I'm sure, I mean, your, your titties are just for your husband, but men want to see Halle Berry's titties. I mean, men want to see Halle Berry's titties and it's Halle Berry. She's a household name in everybody's house. Don't go asking your husband if he wants to see Halle Berry's titties because he you might be disappointed on what the answer. It's but want to see it. But yeah, of course. And I mean, it's 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 Halle Berry, and it's nothing wrong with it. She has a great body. She's she's Halle Berry. Like now, the other lady, Coco. I mean, she's her. She has too many fake things going on for it to be like a concern. So, I mean, that's that's what they do. I don't even care for what they do, but. Back to Halle Berry, yeah, it's Halle Berry, so of course. So, to you, are you saying though that um, because men want to see it, then women should show it? Yeah, okay. I mean, it's especially, Berry, especially absolutely. if it's Halle Berry. Now, if you, if it's, you, yeah, it's Halle Berry. Somebody, somebody, Halle Berry is like I said, a household name, so people are used to that name. If you look like Halle Berry, I'm sure people want to see your titties too. So. Yeah. And to be honest with you, most men, they they don't mind their their wives being or girlfriends or whatever being someone that other men look at. So it's a it's a, a good thing. That's how they know that you're not. And that's the age that the age we had an interesting comment from Tyrone Keys, uh, where he said men used to want to see Halle Berry's titties. She's beyond her prime. James Bond movie was her high water mark. No, trust me. To T's point, men are very visual. And most men, most heterosexual men, I don't care how old they are, I don't care if they're married or single, they love looking at beautiful women's bodies. So that's just a fact. I agree with you, T, there. That's just a fact. No, but we were talking about the idea of them both being mothers. Um, well into their forties, maybe fifty. I know Holly is is at least fifty. I think she's so, over fifty. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Do you guys think this is an appropriate uh, showing for for these two? I mean, hanging over the back. My body look like that at fifty. I'm finna be naked. But I don't understand oh. with this Coco. Why is her dance so inappropriate? I mean, yeah, she got fake. Look like she got fake body parts. But I mean, it's just like innocent dance with her daughter. What is the big deal about that? Innocent. I, don't, I mean, it's just nasty. I, I mean, mean you can't see that. I don't know how you can't see. It was that. more of a hip hop thing. I mean, she's showing her butt. She's like, you know, shaking her butt. Her daughter is like slapping her butt. She if really wasn't. Knows, if you really? can, yes, she was. Not and really. That. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Austin clip again. No. Where she? I mean, that was just dancing. Was do we have the? She was twerking. Twerking. She was twerking. Twerking. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, Saturday night radio. Y'all getting hit with the boom, boom. Beat so big. I'm stepping on leprechauns. On y'all with the boom, boom. On y'all with the boom, boom. On y'all with the boom, boom. On y'all with the boom, boom.
Yeah. I mean, she she can't dance. She can't dance. So maybe that's why. It was I think you know. Even her whole tail. It was her thigh. And it was a boom boom. It wasn't a a twerk. It was the creative sound. She lifted up, cocked it up one leg. And she pumped her back. I mean, it was a twerk. I didn't look like a twerk to me. Yeah. yeah. It was to it was to the music, like the theme of the music. Boom, boom. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys have a dance hip hop before? That's hip hop. It was a hip hop dance. dance. It was a twerk. Yeah. I know what a twerk is. I mean, she twerked. That's a twerk. She twerked and her daughter slapped so, her. I think as as conservative women, sometimes we, well, we go, y'all, we go be, overboard. y'all be too much in other people's business. <laughs> Worry about what you doing instead of what Halle Berry or Coco, whatever her name is, is doing. She got a whole husband at home. Well, one, no one, they're public figures. So, and you know, so, you know, they put it out for mass consumption. They want people to talk about it. And we are. They would, and we right, are. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, they wouldn't put it out. So it's everybody's business once they put it out. That's number one. Number two, we are news personalities talking about something that has gone viral. So that's why we're talking about it. Is everybody I didn't say it. anything about not talking about it. I and said sometimes we're, we're into we're, we're too judgmental into somebody business. else's business. Yeah you said judgmental meaning being you judge judgmental. So what? I mean how does that affect other people's lives because they want to be we're talking about sexualization and uh, of women. So we have this idea now across the, the, the media. I'm surprised some of the people on this panel always talking about how women are objectified and, and, and sexualized Ooh. and things like Ooh. that. So, you know, yeah, who said that? the idea of uh, you, you have these women who uh, you know, talk, <laughs> they're out here naked and being sexualized uh, and objectified and, and that's not an issue. You, you said that, KJ. I'm saying I've never said it. <laughs> you and Yana are the ones that say that. We fish that. Exactly. Because newsflash, women have always been sexualized since the beginning of time, and men have always loved looking at women since the beginning of time. And it's and not it's Halle Berry. Okay. And so, but uh, and. But you specifically, uh, Shelly, had an issue with Sierra when she came out to the um, the, the, the award show a couple weeks ago. Half yeah, she had she was ass out. She was, and even if I recall correctly, you had even more of an issue. But we T and I both said that no, her husband was there with her, and they were on the same page. Yeah. Okay, so I just want to make sure. So, like, as far no, as I'm consistent. make sure I'm consistent. Yeah, we're consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, there's no hope. There's no hope for this nation. <laughs> <laughs> it's Marxism. Blame it on Trump. They have been poisoned. <laughs> if we eat the blessed eggs, will that make us better? Oh, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe. Who knows? Send me something. I'm gonna send well, you. To me, it's hypocritical because it's like we talk I about on one end, we have you know conservative women. Talk about you know that's the idea of, of of sexualization of children and you know how children, um, yes children I, yes I'm not finished child and child I, in one when of we those look videos. at the perspective of this I mean this is again we're, we're not talking about women in their twenties single childless 
doesn't I'm matter. We're talking about a mother, possibly a grandmother, what out on a balcony, mean? butt naked. Now, I would be offended if it was Lizzo. I would be offended if it was Lizzo. Lizzo doesn't get my vote in that, but I think what it is is that a lot of conservatives, in my opinion, uh, we, we think we're only in this box or this box. Like, we can't see truth, even if it goes against what we might come to believe. If something is true, it's true. Men, again, I don't think it's appropriate for Halle Berry to be out there, but I do understand that men love looking at her. Those oh, that's I mean, men love looking at pornography. And, that's uh, not true. Uh, that's still the truth. They love it. That's like, the I mean, should we that promote it? Should we, pro should we say it's okay to like post pornographic? Again, again, again. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's appropriate for Halle Berry. Just like I didn't think it was appropriate for Sierra, but that does not negate the fact that I still say her husband was there with her. They were on the same page. And as far as this Coco woman, I still say that was just innocent. Uh, we it was don't just live in isolation. Yeah. Everybody is related. They they are affecting people if they're public figures they're affecting people with their behavior what behavior oh, is with your daughter just being <laughs> naked in public are they supposed to be monks do we need to pass out choir robes to celebrities Yana? because honestly you can be two things you can be conservative and sexy you can yep. be oh, this no. and some museums and you see some of the historical uh statues michelangelo they all those do you cover up your children's eyes because they sure enough sculpted the body in full glory i think that uh, there should be an appropriate age for children to go see those bodies yeah i wouldn't take a seven-year-old over there okay context context matters you know, how something is presented matters. David in all his glory. We are not, we it's are not, not having, we do not have an issue. They dance with, with all the Lord. The they idea of people the doing this house. stuff in the, well, you guys go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Wait, I have a question. KJ and Yana, have you, have you ever been to a strip club? No. Uh, yeah, I have. You should go. KJ took a long time to answer that. You have. She has been she so was, long ago. She was sure. She didn't want nobody to know. But that's Yana, right. you're a belly dancer, let right? Let me tell you something. Okay, let me, let me. Yana's um, a belly dancer. That's the same yeah, thing. I don't have an issue. I don't have an issue talking about anything that I have done. And I probably have done. I'm not saying everybody has to know May everything. I'm Yes. I don't have an issue. Talking about anything I've done, 
seen, heard, and I've probably done, seen, and heard more than all y'all. Okay. But again, there's a time and there's a place for everything. That is all I'm saying. You know, and again, like Yana said, you know, these people don't do this stuff just to do it. They do it because it has significance. It means something. And so the fact that it means something, it's like, what are, it's an agenda. It's an agenda. Again, now, whether you guys agree or disagree, really don't matter to me, but it does sound hypocritical because it's not a concern because the idea that the, and again, if they were 20 something year old, single, you know, whatever, I couldn't care less. But when you think about parenting, when we think about mothers and what mothers are supposed to do and how they're supposed to act, to me, I don't believe that this is a conservative way to, to portray a mother. And I don't, the, the Coco thing, I mean, I'm on the yeah. board. But, you know, Holly Berry being naked out on the, on the on thing. This is the whole reason why Black China changed. She said, I, what agree, she I, said that. I, I said about Halle Berry. I, I'm kind of like, she didn't need to be out there. But let me ask you, you said this is not a conservative way. Did either one of them say that they were presenting a conservative uh, right. aspect of this? Did they say that themselves? Right. But you all are supposed to be conservative. No, no, no. That's not the point. You're missing the point. You're missing the point. Totally. You think it's okay. Totally missing the point. And I said again for the fifth time, I said I didn't think it was appropriate for Halle Berry to be on the balcony. But I do know a fact is that men love looking at women. And two, what is so what's the point? What is the point of that? So what? People like to do lots of things. Doesn't mean that we should approve of that. I, nobody said anything about approving. I'm just stating the fact. That's why she did it. Coco dancing with her daughter is innocent. It's a non-issue. Nobody disagrees with you. You keep saying that. Ain't nobody said nothing about well, men. Don't about this. They didn't say that they were conservatives. They didn't say that. Right? So we they never they got their role models. They, they, they want. The if the conservative women are okay with raunchy and the Because they come in their booty shorts and crop tops. It's been again. Men like Lizzo. Men like anything. You Anybody naked. No, they don't. thing like for me it's confidence like if 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 my body looked like Holly Berry's body I would be confident enough to drink my wine naked on the back <laughs> uh, and I said done? matter of fact I'm uh, may not take a picture of it and put it on social media but I'm gonna do it yes, that's what I said I take Take pictures that you want. That's what, that's what we're talking about. Putting it on social media. That's me personally, though. But if they want to do it, then I mean, it's a fire photo. Her body looks amazing. And if my body looked like that, I'd be naked too. We know, we know, Kendra. You ass out, tick out, naked all the time when you, if you had a body like that. We know, we know. All right. Um. This brings us to the end of the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching. Continue the conversation by checking us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and subscribe. Subscribe, that way you get up-to-the-minute content when we post, and we appreciate the support.
We are an independent media, and each time you subscribe, it helps make our voice that much stronger. We are a necessary voice in news and entertainment. Check us out on our website at www.popandpoliticslive.com. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, count your blessings and live a life of purpose. Good night. <laughs> I've been laying in the cut for like three days. They thought it was sweet and started celebrating. They ain't even people I was orchestrating. Raise a toast to the king, it's a special occasion. you a baddie. Okay. What's that too? She gotta have a fatty. Hey. <laughs> Take some eggs. Yeah. Look back, Caddy. Uh-oh. What is she doing? Friends, I don't have a fatty. Girl, we keep telling you it's okay. Your little booty matter too, friend. Y'all oh, know. They don't be discriminating. Yeah.